Hello, I'm Alfred, he's Adam, and this is the Rattle On Podcast. Wait, Alfred, you're not actually here. Featuring on this episode, because Alfred was unavailable to join me to record this week, is a Mr. Moody, David Mark Moody himself, from the Glorious Movie Show. Uh, he's kindly stepped into Alfred's sizable shoes while well, he's been unable to get to his microphone for any conceivable length of time. So I want to thank him from both of us for joining us. Listeners, I hope you enjoy having uh, Mr. Moody on you know, as a special guest for this episode and the next episode. So please enjoy and check out his podcast, The Glorious Movies Show. You can find it on iTunes and all podcast apps and on outoflives.net. Now, on with the show. What was I talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, Alfred. <laughs> uh, yeah, so listeners, you, you'll know that Alfred said this... Uh, Confusing phone call, his dad maybe moving in with him and whatever. So he's he's been unavailable. So thank you, Moody, for joining me in his place. It means we, we still help. get a we still get a podcast out. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, happy yeah. to help anytime, man. Always happy to help. Yeah, that, that, that's good. I appreciate it. Um, anyway, so we'll we'll start with you, Moody. What have you been doing with yourself lately? Uh, over the last week, I've been getting myself ready for, pardon the pun, Ready Player One. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't technically come out for until the end of March, but there's an unlimited screening at Cineworld, so I'm going to see it this Monday. Uh, I absolutely love the book. I've been re-listening to it on Audible, uh, narrated by Will Wheaton, and it's absolutely a fantastic book. I've, I've Finished it last week, and I'm redoing it again, just because of such a great book. I'm looking forward to seeing it, and yeah, I just, I love the new trailer, what came out, what's just, actually, it's probably the best trailer they've dropped for Ready Player One, the Dream, or Dreamer trailer, so yeah, and I'm happy with the excitement and critical reception it's getting, so. It's Steven Spielberg, arguably best director in the world, so. He's he's had a couple of, kind of, more shaky ones, but he's done that many films. Yeah. And he's one of the people that he's had his name put on a lot of films that he's maybe not had a lot of direct involvement in. Yeah, which yeah. kind of dilutes it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, exactly. he's just like, okay, I'll, go, I'll whack my name on it. I'll have the money. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's just like that. He washes his hands off and he says, ah, "My bank balance looks a lot more better now after my <laughs> movie. After that movie made a billion dollars <laughs> or whatever." I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, they they took it to China. <laughs> uh, instant mega bunnies. Um, yeah. So, are you worried that the film won't live up to your high expectations? Since you love the book so much. Um. Mm. Yes and no. Because I read the, I watched the uh, South by Southwest uh, interview with the cast and the director, and the writer of the book Ernest Klein, and they basically said that they they've kept to the core of the story, but they have changed things because they can't, it, they can't, they can't go from page page by page here. This is a very dense book, 
It's, it's very dense. Even though it's not that big of a book, it's very dense. And I, I, I'm, a, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. As long as it... Throughout the entire book, when I'm listening to it, I, I see everything in my mind. I, I'm, I'm seeing yeah. it all. And what I've seen from the trailers, I'm seeing it. And I'm even seeing things. I was just like, I didn't know I wanted that. But I'm seeing a T-Rex chase down a car. That's all good for me. Or eating <laughs> a car or standing on a car. I'm all good with that. I'm okay seeing a DeLorean. Uh, well, the DeLorean from Back to the Future was always going to be in it. I'm okay seeing the Iron Giant and all that from one of my favorite animated fil- films of the last... Yeah. 30 years and yeah um i'm just like yes there's a lot of things they couldn't do obviously with uh yeah there's a lot of licensing issues yeah Yeah. oh hell yeah so they've had to change the book through on that part which i have no problems with that i knew that was going to happen but yeah Yeah. um i told i told my co-host uh from uh, my podcast i said i think i'm gonna if this is as good as as I'm hoping it's going to be, I'm probably going to die, then come back to life, then die again, then come back to life a few times during this film. Uh, I told, but if I, I told, I told my co-host, if you don't hear from me, there's two reasons: either I have legitimately died of excitement, or it's that bad I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so I told him, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort out a replacement for first, first, <laughs> next Thursday's episode because we would have already recorded Tuesday's episode by then. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it's looking forward. I'm not. I haven't read the book myself, so I'm not as familiar with it. I've not really as, seen any of the trailers yeah. either. But it, I would as, recommend checking out the last, the latest trailer, the Ready Player the one, one, Dreamer yeah. one. It's called Dreamer, I believe, and it it nails perfectly. The story, the plot, the characters, the the nostalginess of everything, because this is going to be, you can tell all about it from the book itself, this is nothing but, this is an, ex, an ex nostalgia throughout the entire film, and yeah. I can't wait to see that, I'm yeah. looking forward to it, and yeah. I can't wait. I'm I'm crossed the fingers that it's going to be that good. <laughs> yeah, well, they've made, what, a five-minute trailer that's, <laughs> that, that nails it perfectly, so it's just scaling it up to yeah, two-hour film. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's about... I'm hearing it's 220. It's about a 210, 220-minute film. Mm. So, uh, but I think... Yeah. But everyone said it's, for, it's a non-stop thrill ride, so I'm happy with that, and that's what I expect. That's what I'm expecting. So that's what it is from the book. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm expecting that, and I'm looking forward to it. And the yeah. the avatars look fantastic for the world of the Oasis. Their avatars look so so good, and it yeah. looks visually stunning. So I'm looking oh, forward. To it. Look forward to hearing your thoughts on it then. Yeah, the review will be up. <laughs> whichever way next it, week. it swings, <laughs> yeah, whichever yeah. way it swings, whether it's crushing <laughs> disappointment or elation. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be something like that. Yeah, it will be something like that. You'll to view the tell straight away from the audio voice from me. It'll be like, This film's the greatest film I've got to see. Or it'll be like, This film was directed by Steven Spielberg. It sucks. Duh. <laughs> this like that. is a film, full stop. No more discussion. <laughs> no more discussion. <laughs> he lost his touch since ET. <laughs> Bye. Mm. I don't know. Um, but one other film I did see was that I've reviewed as well is Tomb Raider. Starring Alicia Vikander, and it's a fun little film. It's not yeah, bad. Yeah, I've been seeing quite a bit of positivity around it. Um, uh, I boldly say, yeah, I boldly say in my review, and I stand by it. It's probably the best 
video game adaptation we have out there, but at the same time, that's a, that is that's a not, nice low bar. <laughs> that is not saying much. I know the bar is so low; it's not saying much. I know, like, uh, but yeah, no. At least uh, kind of embodies to embodies Lara Croft. She does a really good job. I'm really ha- I'm really happy with the film. The score is really good. I didn't mention it in my review, um, but the score is actually actually elevates certain scenes. So what makes it a little bit better? It's just this, there's some pacing issues for me the, from, from the first act, but no, I enjoyed the film. Yeah. It's a good little film. Uh, it's the it's the film what's probably going to knock Black Panther off the number one spot in America this week. So we'll see. Yeah, well that that needs to happen eventually, anyway, doesn't it? Oh hell yeah! It, it's it's, it's going to have to drop off at some point. <laughs> But I won't lie, I bet yeah. Disney were thinking, okay, we've got a wrinkle in time coming out last week, we can just swap them. <laughs> yeah. So Black Panther will drop the second place in wrinkle time, our new Disney movie will go first place, so we'll just continue as number one all the way to Avengers. Oh crap, wrinkle of time did not get number one, Black Panther stayed number one. But, yeah. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, d- Hopefully a good film I'm looking for, we'll, I will see next week, and two minutes of fun film, so yeah, definitely go and check it out. Yeah, that's it's definitely one for the list, I think. It's just a shame that the cinema's so bloody expensive all the time now. We, we've had, a, we, we've had an upgrade recently to our... Ours is a Odeon, and it's recently been refurbished to an Odeon Lux with the Ooh. reclining chairs and all that, but it's doubled the price of the tickets. <laughs> but Odeon yeah. do it just like a Cineworld card. They do a limited card as well, don't they? Yeah. The, the problem think- with that is I don't go often enough you'd need to go yeah. a couple of times uh, you know or maybe once or twice a week or something like that to actually get the the money out of it that and the other thing with those t- cards is we would need to get two because you can't take someone in with you on them can you i don't think you can uh yes yeah you would or you would have to pay for the other card personally yeah you with person. so it's, it's like we, we need a couples one so me and jen can go all the time <laughs> it's one of those that's it's, actually, still, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's 20 quid a month you go well that's two trips for the two yeah. of us right you know but that's just 20 quid for me so we'd need to go yeah. four times you know it's so, just it, 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 just to, to make the money back you know, it just doesn't work <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I do agree with you there. Couples one, actually, I'm not going to lie. I'm amazed that Cineworld or Odeon or any other cinemas have not decided to do that. I know. That, so. it's, it's all you need is just you pay a ticket and you can for the card and you can take one person in with you. That's, yeah. all, that's all it needs to do. And then suddenly it becomes a much more attractive proposition. And it does because, because you're not spending money so much going in all the time, I'm going to go regularly because I can take someone. And then we're going to buy popcorn and juice and other crap that's overpriced anyway. So they're going to make money out of us regardless. <laughs> you know, so it's just one of those... If if they sort that out, then I would go more often. Because the, the tickets, they dropped the price of the tickets because the Odeon wasn't doing very well to a fiver, you know, each. It was £5 a ticket for not in like opening week. You had to wait like a week. But then, you know, opening week, like uh, like the Marvel films and that would be like £7 something, you know, which is fine. You go, well, that's cheap enough. You can go straight away. Or it was £5 for a film that had been out a little while. You know, that's, that was perfect. But now it's quite a lot more than that. <laughs> it's just sucked the joy out of it. So I need to be a bit more 
careful about which films I go and see just because of money restraints. I'm not rich, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Neither of us are, sadly <laughs> enough. I know. You, you'd think so. all these podcasts were doing, we would be, but no. <laughs> I know, I know. You think you like jump chucking it on YouTube and all that would make us rich and just like Logan Paul and the PewDiePie's all that, but no, it does not. Yeah, no. Doesn't sell. We need to be more controversial, I think. That's what it is. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. I can do that. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, what I've been doing is uh, I was watching Jessica Jones. I'm up to episode 10, actually, I think. I put nine on the running order, but I've watched another one since then, so I'm on episode 10. Um, I've been enjoying that. Yeah, have you been watching it, Medina? No, sadly, I haven't got round to it yet. No. Um, I'm hearing mixed things, so I'm very intrigued to hear what your medium thoughts are so far. Yeah, I'm mixed on it as well because I'm enjoying Jessica Jones's, you know, stuff, her story arc. There's a new character uh, involved. Oh, I've completely forgotten the character's name, but he's like the new super for our building, like caretaker type guy. You know, I, I'm, I've been enjoying his introduction. I, I've enjoyed her storyline and how all of that's tied together. But the secondary characters, like Trish, just some of the things they she's been doing, you're just like, ah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> just that's all I've been thinking is you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's all I've so been So she thinking. hasn't changed then from season one because that's what everyone was saying in season one. Yeah, uh, but it's the kind of thing I've. Some of the the stuff that she's been doing occasionally has been quite interesting and quite important to the characters and stuff and the relationships between them all. You're thinking, that that was quite good. And then it goes off for a couple of episodes and you think, why are we following or do this stupid crap? <laughs> you know, why is she doing that? And why is she dragging the other person down with her? It's just, oh. It's, it's, th- that's why I'm mixed on it because it's... As usual, we're breaking off for, you know, good chunks of the episodes for the other characters and thinking, oh, I don't want to be here. Not interested in this person. <laughs> it's Jessica uh, Jones, not Jessica Jones and Co. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but in, in saying that, uh, Hogarth, the, the lawyer person who's popped up in a few of the series, I think, the, the female... Oh so, yeah, yeah. Sh- short hair, big shot lawyer person. She has an interesting uh, we subplot going on that uh, I don't. I've, I've obviously I'm not finished yet, so I don't know if there's more to that yet. But the point that I've got to with it is quite interesting. Yeah, that that's really fed in really well with with the overall plot that's been going on, the main kind of arc of the the season. But yeah, Trish in particular has just been. Yawn. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Stop taking up my time. <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. That is a shame. Because like when you first meet Trish, you're thinking, she's actually not a bad friend. But then the whole season happened with her. And all, and had the stupid decisions like going, sleeping with that cop and whatnot. And then trying to help him and all that in season one. And yeah. you're just like, oh, you're really being annoying now. Yeah. Oh, you're being stupid. And everything. Yeah. And it's, it's silly. But it's, it's a shame that... You would think they would have heard 
the the unhappiness towards a character, you think, okay, that we gotta fix her somehow, make people happy about her. No, let's make it even worse. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. It's difficult to course correct when is some of the the writing and stuff based around their characters being kind of pivotal to that. Because the, there's some of the stuff that because of the stuff that's happening in her subplot, it changes her interactions with like Jessica when they do occur, when they meet back up kind of thing, and are doing stuff together. Yeah. And some of that's been kind of important. But it's the, you know, the, the kind of, it creates a wee bit of, not conflict between them as such, but a bit of, you know, the, they're not getting along as well as po- as they usually do sort of thing. It changes their dynamic a wee bit. So it's important that you have why they don't just have her turn up and be a, a dick for no reason. <laughs> you, you, you do need the explanation as why she's turning up and being a bit of a dick. <laughs> but it's just... Just don't care. <laughs> That's just me personally. I just don't care, um, uh, and I think it's been a long time since I watched the first season of Jessica Jones, which I did enjoy. Uh, but I think you're right. I think I had the same kind of reaction to Tris in that as I did here. Trish, even sorry, uh, but it was maybe it was less pronounced. Uh, so yeah, that that's certainly gotten a wee bit worse. But overall, I've enjoyed the series. I still want to continue watching it. I'm just, you know, me and Jen are watching it together, so I've been schedule restricted <laughs> uh, on that part. So I've not got it finished yet, but I'm looking forward to finishing yeah. the rest of it because there's there's only do a few think, episodes left. Yeah. Do you think they waited too long to do season two? Because they obviously it was Daredevil season one, then Jessica Jones. Then Daredevil season two was right after it, and then obviously Iron Fist, uh, not Iron Fist, uh, Luke Cage, then Iron Fist, and then the Defenders. They've had like and well, Punisher, like two years, yeah. and Punisher yeah. as well. They've had yeah. so basically for a lot of people, uh, the best seasons so far are obviously the de- two Daredevil seasons, Jessica Jones season one, and Punisher. Then you've got, but then a lot of people were mixed on Luke Cage. I was. I have not seen Iron Fist because a lot of people were really bad mouth in Iron Fist. Uh, and Defenders it's, was it's also the weakest mixed as by well. far. Yeah, yeah, and Defenders um, was also mixed. I heard, so I'm just like, oh yeah. good god. Defenders is interesting because it, it's a very eclectic mix. Because when each of the characters is you know off in scenes doing their own thing, you know the the style from their individual shows and how the camera work and everything and how the scenes are set up carries on. So like a Jessica Jones scene in The Defenders looks like a Jessica Jones scene from her series, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, they're all kind of different and they've got different filters on them and stuff like that. It changes the look of the show. So it's a kind of weird thing for them to try and juggle with mixing all that together, which I think... It works brilliantly if you enjoy all of the seasons, but when you you're mixing it like that, as most people were, if you think, well, the Iron Fist season was kind of rubbish, <laughs> you know, all of the stuff that reminds you of that comes across worse in Defenders because of that. You're making that association because they are doing that for you, if you know what I mean. 
yeah. with how they present it to you, so I think. And I don't hear any hype for Luke Cage season two at all because I think that that, that was mixed. It it had a great like first six seven episodes, and then the final half was just very poor for me. Uh, so it's uh, I don't yeah. know. It's I haven't Netflixed them for a while though, so because I've been doing yeah. other things, but it's it's funny because one of the things I talked about uh, where a lot of things is it's so much better having the shorter season you know the, with these Netflix series they've been 13 episodes long instead of going for 24, 25 episodes yeah. you think in any full length series like that you always get duds you know episodes that are just filler or don't really do accomplish anything or are just terrible because they just they fall for whatever reason they fall by the wayside or they just throw together something because they need an extra episode to yeah. to make up their quota sort of thing. Yeah. So it's great that they cut them down and they've been sticking to this focused amount. But then what seems to have been happening is even though they're only thirteen episodes, they're still too long. They could do yeah. with being ten or maybe Walking even less. Dead has that. Walking Dead has that. Walking yeah. Dead's like what, sixteen episodes and people are saying knock it down, you got to shorten that shit. And whatnot. Yeah. And, like, uh, people um, think it's right when, like, when Game of Thrones had it at 10. And they were actually annoyed when they shortened it even lower for season, yeah. the last season, and it's even less for the final season yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah I think 10 Absolutely. is, t- I think 10 is the, the sweet spot for, for fans. For overall, yeah, but it, it it seems to it seems to be that ten you tend to come back to unless you've got the the story and the script stuff there to justify being more than ten. Maybe you should keep it down at ten. <laughs> I th- I don't know if it's some kind of contractual thing that they've got that they've set the see you know that these Netflix Marvel series have to be thirteen episodes. And so they've been stuck depends. with that. I, yeah, that's that's comes, what I mean. I don't know if they're being forced through through some kind of contractual thing to make them that long. But what was? I, yeah, go on. Sorry. I, I was just thinking, whatever it is, they need to change it because they would benefit from cutting it down and not spreading it out so far. Because yeah. I think it is the the series overall are the reputations are suffering because you're getting you're having a good strong start and then it's tapering off and then people either aren't finishing the series and getting you know the good payoff at the end or the payoffs at the end aren't good because they're so long-winded and stupid because they've had to stretch them you think oh i waited all this time for that (laughs) Uh, anyway you were gonna say yeah, it's very intriguing because, like, Stranger Things, season one, that was eight episodes. And then season two was nine, I believe. Ten, if not. And I believe they're going back to... For season three, I think it's going back down to eight and everything. Yeah. So, and I don't I don't know what it is. I think for... If it was, like, eight... Like, if it was, like, a big studio... Or not, not Netflix. Netflix is a big studio. It's a big company. We all know that. If it was, like, yeah. like AMC or CBS and all that... Or BBC and whatnot, they contractedly sign on or they ask for so many episodes and whatnot. Yeah. So, like, for a, a, M, a, M, AMC, 
when they asked for Walking Dead, they asked for like 16 episodes a season. So it's down to the showrunners to try and make it better and whatnot. And the showrunners are just making a yeah. piss poor job when it comes to it. When it comes to like Netflix and whatnot, I don't know. I don't know if it's like them because Netflix don't really own it. They don't own the the, the properties. They they kind of like yeah, they just publish them. Like with the, yeah. it's still up in the air if they're going to lose all of it when the Disney streaming starts next late next year. Which I think that's still up yeah. in the air right now. So yeah, there, there's no definitive kind of answer on that yet, is there? Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I I don't know what like oh, let's see. Like there's a few like if it was like a half an hour episode, I would say thirteen episodes is perfect. But like when it's when they're like forty five to an hour episode, then I think ten yeah. episodes uh, a season should be, if not even less. But heck, people when it comes to Game of Thrones next season, people next year they're gonna be like, it's too short. I waited this long for this. What you do? Blah blah blah. And it's, yeah, I don't know. I know. It's, people it's love different. it and people don't. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a problem because. Yeah, you know what the internet's like. The internet's going to complain no matter what you do. But hell yeah, you you, uh, you almost want the the showrunners and the you know the studio executives and the you know the bigwigs to take the you know the this the decision to make them that little bit shorter and leave people going. Oh no, I wanted more. Not oh no, that was too long. <laughs> Because I think if everyone's complaining that they wanted more of a thing, that proves that they did a good job. Because <laughs> even what? like some things that have, I can't think of any off the top of my head that's a good example. But you know, like a, a series that's just got like it's got this one good idea, it tells its story, and then it finishes, and you think those that was perfect. And if they do those right, you want more of it, but you know that they're better leaving it as it is. <laughs> You know, do you know what I mean? It's a positive. Yeah, those are the best seasons. Yeah, yeah, it's a positive to do that rather than drag it out and drag it out and have people go, "Oh, I was glad it was over. It took too long." No. You don't want to. It's kind of like the same with. with yeah, yeah, it's kind yeah. of the same with uh, Get Out. Some people want a sequel, and I'm just like, you do not want a sequel to Get Out. <laughs> that film is perfect how it is. You don't need a sequel. Yeah. You don't need Nout Man or anything like that. I'm just like, no, don't you dare. I'm like saying, Jordan Peele, you don't you dare make a sequel. I'm telling you this now, boy. I'll take that Oscar away from you. Show where the sun don't shine if you do that, boy. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things. It's just, it's, it's like more is less and less is more. That's what it is. They need yeah. to find that balance for a lot of things. We're yeah. not in those days where, like, when we had the like the Star Trek series on and the Stargate series, like where they had like 20 to 24 episodes a season. They dragged it on for like six, seven, eight months and all that. And half of those, and you've got to say about 70% of the episodes weren't truly that good of episodes. And then when they get to the really yeah. punch part, like the mid-season finales, the end, the, the finale and the beginning of the seasons, then you get those great episodes, those are the final payoffs. But they didn't, that's the worst thing about it. We aren't in those days anymore. We're in those day, We're in the days now where we're all streaming we're all watching streaming, and we're wanting shorter episodes, shorter shows now, and so we can binge watch it. The binge watching thing has come so, uh, so fast around these days that people want to do that now. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the audience has changed its behaviour quite a lot. Well, in particular, thanks to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've they've been the kind of main instigator of that. So it's just, 
it's it's difficult for them to find that right kind of balance between everything. But I think it's just it just goes to show that even Netflix has been widely praised for all of the stuff that they've done, and quite rightly, there's still room for improvement on that kind of front. It does seem that you know it's to say just le- less is more. <laughs> less is more. Spot on. <clears throat> Um, I suppose as well we should make mention of the fact that Stephen Hawking has passed away at 76 years of age which is terrible news for all of us because he's such a genius incredibly smart man and he's done not bad considering he was told he had two years to live at 21 <laughs> so he's made it to 76 not despite all of the odds yeah. Yeah. not bad at all and an incredible film uh, by Eddie Redman, who portrayed him brilliantly. What obviously won yeah. a Oscar a few years back. Um, yeah, he's an astonishing man. Uh, it's obviously sad to hear uh, that this is uh, that this has happened and whatnot. We've we've lost we've lost we've lost a good one now. Yeah, and he was still talking away and making predictions for the future and things. Even not very long ago, talking about robots and. Uh, artificial intelligence and different things and still trying to provoke everyone into thinking you know instead of sleepwalking towards impossible disaster actually well let's actually stop and think about what we're doing and then take it from there you know agreed completely agree yeah. with that he was a, um, a magnificent man especially after when I yeah. read after I watched the film when you even, even though that just only touched certain amounts of his life you, you, yeah. You're just like, bloody hell, this man has lived an extraordinary life. Yeah, it really... The, the film was brilliant for that because it really puts you really into the heart of everything properly and it makes you really understand what he went through and it makes all of the things he's achieved in, in his life so much more impressive when you get given that kind of proper insight into how difficult it w- must have been for him. Because yeah, it, it's one thing you know, you see him with his wheelchair and you know the the computer voice that he has to use and everything like that, and even though that that makes it immediately obvious, you know that his life's much more difficult than the rest of us. It's difficult to quantify until you actually do something like the film, which was so so well made, to actually really yeah. put you in in that place and think. Wow, it's, it's so much more impressive what he did, even though what he did was incredibly impressive anyway, because he's been one of the the smartest people to ever live, right up there with Einstein and Clark Maxwell and things like that, changing the world and yes, changing, changing a lot of people's lives. So we couldn't let his passing go by without at least making mention of it, because it's, it's sad news. And just hope that someone will come along and take his place and blows all away with their genius as well help dig us out of this hole that we're all in (laughs) before the world goes to shit (laughs) that's true (laughs) we need someone to wipe the world's ass (laughs) (laughs) yeah but on a more positive note there was a a, fuck I've lost the word a wee teaser trailer thing popped up from uh, frontier developments about the Jurassic World evolution game that's coming out 
from Jeff Goldblum of all people, <laughs> uh, telling us that uh, that he will be reprising his role as Doctor Ian Malcolm, and he'll be in the game throughout. Yeah, and he tells us that it gets ten Goldblums out of a possible tell ten Goldblums, which is his highest rating, which I thought was quite funny. Um, as something me and Alfred mentioned, the you know, like uh, Mads Mikkelsen's a person you get to, you you cast him to play a role because he's Mads Mikkelsen, not because he's good character actor, if you know what I mean. Uh, and Jeff yeah, Goldblum's agree, certainly someone that's in the same camp of you. You get him to do something because he's Jeff Goldblum, like the the Thor Ragnarok. Uh, his role in that is a perfect illustration of that. Is is Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, it's Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum in a weird space scra- <laughs> scrapyard, <laughs> pretending he's an emperor or whatever. You know, <laughs> that's exactly what he's like. So it's it's looking interesting. But I wanted to know, Mady, are you looking forward to the the game, uh, Jurassic World Evolution? Or do you know about it? Um, this is the one what's kind of like Roller Coaster Tycoon, isn't it? Where it's like you're building yeah, a park. Yeah, th- there was a, a PS2 game called Jurassic Park Operation Genesis. Yeah. Which is, uh, if I don't know if you played that. That's in this, no, the same no, thing. No, no, you, you, yeah, you, you build your own park. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's worth a try just to ha- hear the bloom. <laughs> it's, it's worth a try just to hear the bloom it really is i love jeff goldblum i could have him in any movie he's the thing that gets you through bloody uh independence day 2 that movie is god awful it's one of the worst movies of that year but he is brilliant <laughs> in it all his goldblumness and everything he's fantastic in it that's why he was so perfect when he was when he plays the grand master in thor ragnarok he is a lot and like He's coming back for Jurassic World, uh, King, King, Fallen Kingdom, what comes out in July. And he's only in it a little bit, and I think he is just going to be in a very small bit in that film. But that's, I'm still looking forward to hearing him. To see him say, life finds a way, and all that. I just can't <laughs> wait to hear it, man. Yeah. No, it's looking good. Uh, I'm a big fan of Frontier Developments. I play Elite Dangerous. I've played uh, Planet Coaster. That's the two games that they've got out currently. You know, they've made more in the past, obviously, but this is... Yeah. They're two kind of current games. Elite Dangerous is a big MMO space simulator where they've got a one-to-one scale version of the Milky Way <laughs> galaxy in it and all that, you know, which is impressive enough. And uh, Planet Coaster is, I think, the the team that will be working on Jurassic World. You know, the, again, you, you build a theme park with roller coasters and you can make your own roller coasters and... You get all of the the tools and everything to, to sculpt your area, make mountains and rivers and whatever else in it, and then build a and park. And get T Rex to chase everybody out of your out of your theme park. Yeah, that's what I'm Makes gonna it. do. See it? I'm selling you. Get out! Get out! I'm releasing my T Rex. Get out! <laughs> yeah, it'd be a bloodbath. <laughs> I had an absolute blast playing uh, Operation Genesis because it would do things like that where you would spend. You know, ages and ages building up your park and getting your dinosaurs all made up and getting your maximum security fences around your T-Rexes and your Allosaurus or whatever. And then just every so often a fucking, you know, tornado would come through (laughs) and just break all of everything and carve a path through your park and leave everyone with 
dinosaurs running riot everywhere because <laughs> it'd break I like through it. everything. I like yeah. it. I, I'm intrigued by um, this game now. Th- that's one of those... The Planet Coaster doesn't really have that sort of thing. I, I think you you can make disaster for yourself if you really want, but it's not kind of a core part of the the base gameplay of it. Uh, you know, it is really just about building your park and seeing what great things you can create with it. Because I think some of the the beauty and joy of uh, a Jurassic World Jurassic Park making game is the pressing the wee button that makes it all go horribly wrong <laughs> whether it's tornadoes or earthquakes or releasing just, the t-rex yeah, yeah <laughs> just, just you you deliberately <laughs> deleting your security fence and releasing a horde of t-rexes on everyone you know whatever you like oh yeah man oh <laughs> yeah. yeah this is my is it, that's gonna game, be, this one <laughs> it's gonna be part of the fun of that uh, doing all that kind of crazy shit <laughs> Goldblum um, in the background. See, life found a way. <laughs> or some idiot uh, pressed the button to release them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other it's thing that's going to be interesting about it is, obviously with Jurassic World, part of the, the dif- what differentiates that film is the fact that the scientists in the park created the dinosaur. Whatever it's called. The the one that goes about and kills everyone. I can't remember oh, what they the called Indominus it. The Indominus Rex. Yeah, they, they created that themselves you know using yeah. gene editing and whatever else i think they've said that there's going to be some kind of system that lets you do that in the game as well so you'll be able to create your own dinosaurs which will be cool flying t-rex a flying t-rex <laughs> <laughs> yes what a terrifying thought <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> He doesn't need little arms. He can just lie down and scoop you up with his gob. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh, I, just, be, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that would be perfect. Obviously, there's no details yet on exactly how that system will work or how much control you'll have over it, but it's a great... Just in, as an idea, it's brilliant because you, you're going to create all sorts of crazy shit like that. Flying T-Rexes and whatever else. <laughs> Hell yeah. Creating havoc all over the shop. It's going to be perfect. I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, I've, I've, you can spend ages doing stuff. Like, it, the, the likes of like Planet Coaster and stuff are, are perfect games to take a, a dive into the Steam Workshop and just see all of the cool stuff people have made. And, you know, people spend hours and hours and hours building stuff and using all of the the different tools to create, you know, like castles and you know, just all sorts of shit or crazy roller coasters that are just amazing to look at and, and you know, like battle scenes and stuff like that and it's, it's amazing stuff that you see and you get to see some of the, the amazing creativity that just regular people have <laughs> when they just dedicate a wee bit of time to it. Some of them are brilliant. Uh, mine mine is psychotic, but I get over it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to most, is, you know, after about a week going into the Steam Workshop and seeing all of the, <laughs> the crazy shit people have made. <laughs> this is how you kill the most people. <laughs> Absolutely deadly shot. <laughs> I'm going to be Harrison Ford, just like on Air Force One. Get off my theme park! <laughs> that's what I'm going to be like. I'm going to be a goofy old man in the bugger. <laughs> Uh, it'll be it'll be good. 
But anyway, are there any other games or anything you're looking forward to particularly that are coming up? Um, well, I've got three, base, three big ones in the next couple of, like two weeks basically. Obviously next week is uh, Sea of Thieves. Uh, I'm yeah. very still mixed on that game. I, uh, I'm not sure. I just don't see it selling and doing well and clicking with people personally. I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's going to sink like the Titanic. That's what I've been saying for a while. Yeah. I know our, uh, a good friend of our Ross Miller. He's loving it. He can't wait for it and whatnot. Yeah. But I've even asked him, please sell me on this game. I don't know. I just can't click with it. It's just not working. So, but I am going to play it with some friends next week. Uh, yeah. So we'll see with that. There's also a way out, the EA game. Yeah, that, that looks yeah, that's really the good. that's the two two player not yeah. split screen one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. looks really good. And obviously the week after that is Far Cry Five, which I'm really looking yeah. forward to. Even though I was a little disappointed with what I what played with at EGX, just because the frame rate was all over the place, I was just like, oh my god, yeah. is this my eyes or is this the screen? <laughs> or is this the game? Frame rate was terrible yeah. when I played it, but that was last September. Obviously, I've had months yeah. to get it all fixed up since then. But yeah, yeah no, I, I imagine they will have kind of got it fixed by then. Yeah, I hope so. On that kind of front, I hope yeah, so. Man, I, a mate of mine, I, me and my co-host, are really looking forward to running around like headless chickens on that game. So yeah, Sea of Thieves is an interesting one because I, you wonder with a game that's been you know in the beta tests like that, that's that sort of style of game. You wonder if it has its audience already because they're in the beta playing it and enjoying it a lot if you know what i mean so when but it comes the to audience, that, yeah but is the yeah. audience big enough will it be big enough that's, yeah, what, I'm, that's what i'm worried about it yeah because I, I worry a few games have fallen foul of that like uh you know being in early access and being in the betas and everything else and then they eventually come around and then they release and not many more people buy it and the reason is because everyone that wants it has it already because <laughs> yeah. I worried about stuff like that happening to the likes of like Ark Survival Evolved and things that was an early access I played it when it was an early access I still play it occasionally now you know, it 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 went on to be successful you know after it released properly but it was still you do sometimes wonder how much bigger is the audience that just hasn't got to it yet or whether the people who really love it and are going to play it are already there. <laughs> you do wonder sometimes. I don't know. Did did they have to pay to get into the beta? No. I think you have to pre-order. Yeah, pre-order. Yeah. Pre-order the game to get into the early yeah. beta and whatnot. Yeah, I think some but, of them did. Um, yeah, but I you would obviously be able preview. to cancel that anyway. So that's yeah. That's that's not it's not quite the same as like early access where you. Yeah. You pay you pay twenty pound instead of fifty, <laughs> and and get yeah. the game that way or whatever because it's an early access or something. But they're, you do wonder, they're saying right? they're holding a lot back. They say they're holding a lot back that you've barely scratched the surface with it. And I hope yeah. so. I hope so. And I hope they've done enough to warrant this game being played, not just for a month, but for two, three, four, five, sixteen to the entire year, basically. They're not just yeah. people come back in and here, but I want to still be hearing people talking about it, not just in my circles, but in the but online still by the time by the time next by the end of end of the year. And if we're not, then I'm just saying that's a failure. Then if you're not talking about it, 
it's a failure. Horizon Zero Dawn came out really early last year, and everyone was still talking about it at the end of the year. Not only because it got nominated, yeah. it got nominated for, for a ton of awards and rightly deserved and everything, but everyone, yeah. before that all came out, it was still getting talked about. Will Sea yeah. of Thieves? I don't think so right now. Obviously, I haven't really played the game. I haven't played the full game to completion. So until I've done that, no, right. I can't really. I, have I haven't a full played it at on. all either. Um, so it, it is one of those. It interests me, but it does seem it rests entirely on having a group of people to play with all the time. Uh, and, Agreed. And if my circle, <laughs> if my circle of friends get bored of it, I'm going to get bored of yeah. it as well. Like it's, it, it happened with me with Monster Hunter World. I loved Monster Hunter World. I still love it to this day. And even though it's still getting loads of play by loads of people out, out people outside my circle are still playing it and everything. But my circle of friends who I play games with are no longer playing with it. It's some of them didn't click with it and everything. And we've all now just gone back to other games now. So I'm, yeah, right. it's, it's difficult. It kills a lot of games like that. Like it happened to me with Destiny. Uh, when that first came out, I, you know, went online onto the forums and everything. Found a group of people that were playing it regularly. We got got together, did the raid. You know, we spent yeah. month, a couple of months doing that. We would do it every week, and then slowly but surely, people just slowly drop off. You know, some people just don't want to play it anymore. A couple of people schedules change and things like that, and suddenly they weren't available and. You know, and eventually you get to the stage again where we went from having, you know, maybe twelve people regularly doing the raid, kind of together and multiple times a week, to oh, there's four of us left that are on quite regularly, <laughs> and yeah. that was all people that I found. You know, that's not even a couple. I had a couple of friends playing it as well, anyway. But you know, that that was how quickly it kind of shrunk away after a few months as other games came out and whatever else as well. And you think. Games that rely on you to have people all the time struggle because unless you're at school and playing with your school friends all the time, where your schedules are pretty much in sync all the time, you know it, you struggle once you leave that environment because people are working and all that. You can be working all sorts of times. You don't necessarily get weekends off. You're not necessarily off on the same days. It just yeah or. Uh, some people are working in the morning but not in the evening and other people are working in the evening but not in the morning and stuff. <laughs> you know, it just it goes all to shit <laughs> after that. And so it can be difficult. And that's what puts me off Sea of Thieves more than anything else. It puts me off trying it because I, I don't want to do that where I go, oh, I absolutely love this game but I'm just never going to play it <laughs> because there's no one about to enjoy it with. Um the thing is with it that Sea of Thieves are coming out against two. It's coming out a week later. There's another game that comes out, and that's Far Cry Five, and I think that'll take a lot of its audience base. Soon as yeah. Far Cry Five comes out, I will probably be stopped playing Sea of Thieves if I'm not enjoying it. If I if I if I don't click with it, yeah. then I'll just stop even earlier. Um, and and it's also yeah. got another game that me and my friends are looking forward to playing out, and that's a a, a way out. Even though Way Out's yeah. apparently not going to be that long, it's like a six, eight hour campaign apparently, so me and my mate are going to blitz through that really fast. Yeah. But, that, that strikes me as a perfect example of what we were talking about with the TV series, so, you know, less is more. Yeah. You know, giving me a nice, tight, solid, perfectly executed eight hour campaign story stuff that you can play and then yeah. stop. 
and that, that I'll happily be I'll be much more impressed with that than if it took fifteen or twenty hours, but I was bored <laughs> because they've stretched it out for no reason really. I'm looking forward to that because one of the benefits I have, you know, being in a relationship with someone who has a gamer, <laughs> me and Jen are probably going to play that together at some point. So I've got that advantage then. It's just bigger groups than that are a problem. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things. That is the hardest thing about it. It's such a pain. All these, all these things. Curse them with their, oh, you have to have friends. <laughs> well, I don't, okay. <laughs> this is all I've got. <laughs> uh, it does feel that way sometimes, but it's such a pain. But then I'm just as bad because there's a lot of games that I'll play. I don't necessarily play them enough that, you know, the likes of Destiny or, or something along those kind of lines, you want if you want to join like a clan or something, you're going to want people that are on at the same time as you or all of the time kind of thing every night or a couple of nights a week or whatever it is, you know, on a kind of regular schedule. And I'm not necessarily going to do that. Yeah, so sure. it, it makes it even more difficult to find places that will take you, <laughs> you know, I think it's definitely going to be on. too really fast. Yeah. Oh, Destiny 2 disappeared very quickly off of everyone's playlist, including me. I think Evolve lasted longer than Destiny 2. (laughs) I don't know. And no one remembers Evolve (laughs) that much. Uh, I I was having to think about how long Evolve was kind of talked about for, like a month. No, uh, yeah, you're right. Everyone kind of fell off Destiny 2 quite quickly. They had no content. It was the same yeah. thing over and over the, again. And then Destiny 2 is the same thing over and over again. So. The, the irony is, the the thing with Destiny 1 was, you know, the campaign story and everything was lacking, but the end game was brilliant. Yeah, it is the same thing over and over again, but it was compelling stuff to do. You know, everything felt worthwhile. All of the exotic weapons were really interesting and unique. You know, and it it felt worthwhile trying to collect all of those things and get more gear and do this and do that, but they managed to screw that up with the second one. So they made they 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 reversed it because the story was a much better, although it was short, and then the end game content was lacking severely. It just wasn't as compelling, so people weren't as willing to, you know, do the grinding that you had to do. You know. They just, they totally screwed it, which is daft when you think, that's the one thing that everyone praised the first one for, how did you get it wrong? (laughs) In the second version, just puzzling, puzzling to say the least. Um, It's Activision for you, that's how I say it. What's her name? It's Activision for you. Yeah. They're the one who published it, they're the one, even though Bungie created the game, Activision would have been saying, no, you have to do it this way, no, you have to have this in here. We have to have this in here. Yeah. It's going to be like this. Not yeah, the, the microtransactions that, and everything yeah. have that whiff, don't they? Yeah, that story is too long. We must shorten it down, dumb it down, make it easier <laughs> to win the bad guy at the end. And we also, and then we can yeah. throw all this added-on content that in like next year or in two years' time, and all that. It's our grand plan, and everyone's just like, "Fuck you, we're done. <laughs> we ain't giving you no more money." Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. It, it says a lot though that I can't remember any of the exotic weapons from the second Destiny that were new but I can 
I could rattle off a load of names now for ones from Destiny 1 because I was so interested in getting them all because I liked they were all so different and interesting you know Red Death Invective yeah. uh, Sunbreaker um, Patience and Time the, you know Hard Light there were so many good ones you think they were all interesting and they had unique abilities and they were all quite cool <laughs> and it, all of that was so badly lacking <laughs> oh it, it's puzzling but with speaking of Activision there's rumours going about of uh, Modern Warfare 2 getting a remaster and oh, yeah, being released on its own for like about £20 mark I think <laughs> it will not be rumors. £20 I do not agree no, I do not believe it will be £20 they'll drop that for 40 that, quid. Yeah, that that was the listing off of an Amazon site, I think. Yeah, that was the pictures I saw anyway. It was like it was twenty pound, I'm sure. Little yeah, drop it for but, forty quid. Yeah, they, you know what they like, but oh hell yeah, it's Activision. They won't drop it. For, they'll drop it for forty quid. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they're balls enough to say, "Hey, well, give us fifty, sixty quid for it, please." Yeah, well, I was wondering, did they ever release COD 4's remaster on its own, or is it still you have to buy the? No, I think that did eventually separate. Because they realised when everyone was buying it and then they were thinking, wait, why have we got so many returns for the Infinity War? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. why why are the Infinity War servers empty and the (laughs) Modern Warfare Remastered servers full to the fucking brim? Hmm, I wonder why that could be. (laughs) The interns were going to the bosses, hi boss, I just went to game and they have like, 20 return, 20 copies of your second hand for Infinity War. What's going on? <laughs> but they have yeah. nothing for Modern Warfare. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's just that I, I was debating with myself when I saw that listing, thinking, right, did I reward them for finally getting it to just release the remaster on its own as a thing? Or did I continue on my, no, I'm done with Call of Duty? attitude it's it's difficult because you know that's you know kind of my generation's thing you know 360 that's what i was playing in high school 360 modern warfare one then two you know school friends most of the night (laughs) if if, you know for weeks months a couple of years even we were playing you know that's all we were playing all of the time yeah it would be good to go back to it and enjoy it again but Oh, I was so done with the way the franchise has moved forward and things. You know, I haven't played any since Black Ops. I think that was the last one I played. I haven't, I no, I, I played Modern Warfare Three. That was the last one, and I was done with it after that. Um, I played World War Two last year, and I did not like it. I didn't like it, and I just came to the realization. These games are not for me. Yeah. These games are for people who want to keep on just playing one game, who want to, who want to play one game for like six months in a row. I don't have time for that. I, I want to play more yeah. games and play many, as many as I can. Uh, like I've got a backlog, which I don't think I'll ever get to. I honestly don't think I'll ever get yeah. to my backlog because it's just like um, I don't look backwards, I look forwards for most of the time. Yeah. So, I don't That's know. why Steam sales are so dangerous. 
Because you think, oh, I buy all of these things, and then you go, oh shit, <laughs> I have all of yeah. these things that I haven't played. <laughs> what time do I have to play this? Like I've got on Steam a game I've never yeah. played that everyone lo- that that is critically loved, fans love, and everything. That's Final Fantasy VI. Never played it. Doubt I'll ever get to it. <laughs> Doubt I'll ever get to it. Yeah. Hopefully, my Steam um, account is still alive when I go retire, <laughs> and I can just go into my old yeah. people's home and say, "Leave me alone and play." <laughs> I know it's it's funny because I've done that a couple of times. I bought a couple of things like either in the sale or just as they've came out, and then I went and played Witcher Three. <laughs> yeah, like why am I, I? Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> You're supposed to be playing new things every so often, not fucking going back to the same game. Uh, Witcher Three complain, is but, an exception. Like Witcher Three yeah. is a is a game. Oh, I know it's is a game. It, it's it's a benchmark. It's Top of the class, you know, setting the bar for when it came out. You know that that's that's how you do an RPG. That's how you run a fucking games business. <laughs> you know, free DLC get... and actual and then... expansions. <laughs> yeah, and then which yeah. are going to outdo themselves with probably Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the hope anyway. But yeah, I'm oh, not complaining that I played Witcher 3 because I love that game to fucking pieces, but it is funny when you think about it in that term. It's like, I've got all these other things I could try, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, there's another night gone. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's four o'clock in the morning? Shit, I'm at work in three hours. Well, oh, well better continue to play or just set my alarm. <laughs> yeah, let's see that, yeah. yeah. Let's keep on yeah. playing. I have done that. That's it's not a healthy way to live. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I did that I with Metal Gear Solid 4. That was a trick. Four, yeah. yeah, I did that. <laughs> I, did, I, didn't really, I started at 6 I started at uh, six p.m. thinking, okay, I'll play this for a f- couple of hours, then I'll go to bed. And I just, I, I was so locked into it, I finally lifted my, kind of lifted my head up and looked at, the, looked at my phone. Fuck, I'm at work in two hours. <laughs> Damn, I, I just yeah. didn't go to bed. Because I was thinking, okay, I'm only in for breakfast, I'll finish about 12. Okay, Espressos, get some coffee in me. <laughs> just yeah, it's not it's not so bad when you've got a kind of shorter a shorter day of work ahead of you that you can yeah. kind of cram yourself full of uh, stimulants. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> stimulants, yeah. caffeine, and sugar, and then just you it's know keep going. If you keep shoveling them in, you can't have a crash. <laughs> yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I drank so much, I couldn't get to sleep. So I, I stayed up <laughs> the entire the next day. And so eventually, when it came to nighttime, I was like, okay, it's finally yeah. wearing off. Time to bed. <laughs> <laughs> bed, sleep all the way through the following day. You're like, something like that, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> I was work. off the next day. So. No, I was off the next day, so I was all right. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, then. I, I can just picture having, having to explain that one. It's like, oh no, I missed work. Like, why? Like, well, I didn't sleep the night before. <laughs> <laughs> but you were in that day. It's like, yeah, because I hadn't been to bed yet. <laughs> so so, so when I went coffee. to bed after I'd been to work, I didn't get up. <laughs> I said to every thought I spoke fast then. Bloody hell, man. Coffee. <laughs> what would you like to say? That's breakfast, yep. Fried eggs, yep. Bye. <laughs> This coffee, so how do you want that point? There we go, bye, bye. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like that. I was all over the place. I was... <laughs> yeah. Right. Excuse me a second, Maddie. I'm going to top up my juice because I've, oh, I've finished it, it all. No, no I'm losing my voice here before I go. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'll be two things. 
you like this episode of the Rattle On Podcast, be sure to let us know by tweeting us at Rattle On Pod or send us an email to rattleonpod at gmail.com. Tell your friends, leave us a review, and until next time, peace out.